Welcome to the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, also known as SWIRE. This podcast keeps SWIRE members up to date on what's new and happening in our organization. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. It is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Not a member? We still encourage you to listen. Each week, we provide you with valuable information related to the real estate industry and Southwest Iowa. Good morning. I am Emily Swinford, and I am here on behalf of the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, filling in for Amy Svoboda, who is our board director, who is actually in the middle of a move herself, so that's very exciting for her. Wanted to. I have a guest here in the studio who's also a member, John Drescher, and we'll get to that in just a moment, but I have a quick update on some of the things that are going on at Swire. So on September 14th, we have our annual Golf Bash. It's a very casual tournament, non-competitive. This year, it is a fundraiser for the Wabash Trace, a four-person scramble with a 9 a.m. shotgun start. We have a ton of sponsors already. It's always a fun day. It's at Dodge Riverside and Council Bluffs this year. And so there's still registration open for teams and for whole sponsors and any other way that you might want to partner with us. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you about that. So you can contact Amy at the board office or you can register at SwireGolfBash.com. On September 19th, we have a self-defense course coming up that is eligible for two hours of CEUs. Dave Nelson from Des Moines, who is part of a self-defense martial arts studio called Cobra will be joining us. And so registration is open for that at iowarealtors.com. I was looking on their website earlier and it looks like they specialize in training police officers. And so I think it's going to be really jam-packed with really great information and sounds like very hands-on. Just saw that the Education Committee came out with several more continuing ed opportunities towards this end of the year. I personally signed up for my mandatory law and ethics course and saw that there's several more that they put out there. So get signed up for those. Also at iowarealtors.com on their education tab. And then one last thing here before we get to John, our guest, is we are still looking for guests to join our podcast in September and October. So it's been super successful. I was just telling John here, we've had over a thousand downloads, and that doesn't even include some of the, the things that aren't feeding to our analytics. So it's been very successful for the size of our organization. It is free to be our guest, and really, you can talk about anything that you specialize in. If you're an affiliate, you're always welcome to pitch your company. If you're a realtor who specializes in something specific, we'd love to chat with you. So if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, please get a hold of Amy at the board office. And so now, we will get to our guest here, who I'm really excited to have, because John and I have met several times, but I don't know a lot about you, John. And John, I do know, is an insurance expert, a real estate expert, and has been very involved with Swire over the years. So I'll let you introduce yourself and just explain a little bit of your background. Well, yeah, thanks, Emily. Yeah, I've been I've been with Swire since 1997 when I became a real estate agent with Hayes Insurance Agency, Hayes Insurance and Real Estate. But I've been involved in the industry since I was a kid. I actually worked in an insurance office when in high school in Tabor, Iowa, where I'm from originally. I'm a FM Knights graduate. I didn't know you were from Tabor. From right. Tabor, yeah. Born and raised in Southwest Iowa. Lived here all my life. Moved to Council Plus right when I graduated in 88. So showing my age, I guess, a little bit. But I uh, worked in an insurance office there part-time and then also worked for a, 
a real estate agent down there who was not part of, of Swire, but he did farm sales and stuff like that. So I would help him with that during the summer and everything, doing different things, putting sign in the yards, things like that. So I've been involved in the industry for years. Then I, then I went into, worked for Hy-Vee and I was a meat cutter for many years before I went full-time into real estate to take care of my kid and then got in, kind of fell into insurance at the same time, full-time. But I've been, uh, as far as Swire, I've been involved in that. I've been on the board. I've gone through the chairs, been past president. So it's been, it's a great, it's a great organization. It's something I love to do. I love showing houses. It's just something I'm passionate about also. And then the real, the insurance kind of goes right into that play also. I've been, I've been licensed in insurance and selling insurance full-time since 2004, like I say, but I was selling and doing insurance prior to that. I own my own insurance office, American Family Insurance Office here in town. I was an independent agent for many, many years before I took that on about three years ago. So it's been a, a whirlwind. Just don't, nothing like starting a, a new business during COVID. You know, it's always a good time. But yeah, just very involved in the community. I love to, love to give back in the industry. Anything I can, I'll try to do. I'm in. I'm on several boards. I'm on the. I'm on the actual board of directors now of the Council Plus Chamber. I'm a CB ambassador. I'm also the Council Plus Building and Trades Association. I'm involved in that. I'm the executive officer and a board member on that. And then I volunteer at a bunch of other items too. So, a little well, bit. Thank about. you for all of your community service. <laughs> You're a busy guy. I do. I do quite a bit, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I always say, my wife says, you got to stop saying yes. And I say, I say no a lot, but, but it doesn't seem that way, you know. So, but it's a good time. I enjoy being out and about, you know, being with people is, is always a good thing. So it's always a good thing. So it's always good to be and be with, you know, I've known you for a while too. Literally don't know a lot about each other. Just I know who you are because, you know, I kind of involved in everything. So I kind of watch everything. So, so it's always great to, to get out to the event, especially the, you know, the Swire Golf event, you know, September 14th is a great event. It's always been a good time. So I'm getting my team together and get it, get registered too for it. So I'm looking forward to that. Good. We'll be excited to have you. I think it's going to be better than it's been the past couple of years. And I think the causes, they're, they're always great causes, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited that this touches so many of our different communities that we represent. So that was one of our put big pushes for that. Nope. It's good to hear. So Yeah. So do you want to dive into insurance? Yes. Let's talk about insurance a little bit. So there's a lot that has changed, of course, in the economy in general, but obviously we are emerged in the real estate world. And Mm -hmm. I have talked to several who have somewhat given us an update that a lot of things are changing in the insurance world. And I have several clients myself who have (laughs) been calling me, telling me that their rates are going up. And so unfortunately it is the reality, but it is something to be aware of. And I just kind of wanted to get your take on what the market is doing in that area of the world. Yeah, it's, it's really been a whirlwind on the insurance side. I mean, I've been doing it a long time, so it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. I've been through this ride before, you know, it's more of a hold on. Let's, we'll get through it. But this is one of the worst years we've seen, you know, pre-COVID, you know, it was, the, the rates were really good. Everybody had good rates. Everybody was happy with the rates. And then, of course, you know, COVID hit. People stopped driving. Then people were getting money back on their car insurance because they weren't driving as much. That all changed when, you know, COVID, when people started driving in on the auto insurance industry side because it was almost like people forgot how to, to drive, <laughs> you know, because it was, it's kind of funny because our, our claims, because I watch a lot of claims, it's just have gone 
so much more surpassed prior COVID, you know, accidents and stuff when it comes to claims on on the auto policy side. On the on the homeowner side, which is where, you know, really relates to our business on the real estate side a lot too, is the rates have gone so high because the the cost to rebuild is so much higher. The cost to, you know, replace a home or even purchase a home, you know, the rates have been horrible as far as trying to buy it. The what the cost of a house, you know, a hundred thousand dollar house, you know, five years ago is totally different today. Mm-hmm. Well it's the same when it comes to insurance because the cost to rebuild that house has skyrocketed. You know, the cost of the cost of the materials have gone sky high. Part of that reason in labor, obviously, too, because when we had the shortage, when everybody work, was at home working, they started doing all the remodel jobs and caused the prices to go up. And then they kind of came back down. But then the the industry was seeing the cost of labor being so high for those kind of remodel jobs. So we run into issues that it didn't offset enough. But the main thing that's really driving the factor for rates on insurance, especially homeowners rates, is is losses. So, you know, this year alone, 2023 is going to be a record loss for insurance carriers. Right now, just as last week, I got a a little report. It's this year, $43.8 billion the insurance industry has lost. Now compare that to last year for the whole year, it was a big loss too, $43.5 billion. Well, you know, you think about that and you go back 10 years, you know, go back to 2014, the total losses they had was $19 billion. That's a huge, you know, huge rate. And that's why our rates are going up is because they lost so much money last year and they've already, all the disasters we've had last year and then this year, you know, and this isn't even taking into account even, you know, Hawaii, you know, you know, the, the loss in Hawaii is going to be 10 billion easy. You know, they're saying probably even more than that for the fires that just happened. You know, the rates generally, you know, are, our industry itself is rated. A lot of times they use zip codes because zip codes are already established. So they use these zip codes for rating factors for these all these carriers, not just American Family, State Farm, Allstate, all the independent. I've, I mean, I worked on the independent side for many years, so I'm, I'm familiar with all their, their product. I'm, I'm still friends with a lot of those underwriters and stuff. But they use these zip codes, and one zip code you know, to the next may be different because if you have a lot of losses in this zip code, it's going to affect the rates for everybody in that zip code. And then they kind of go out from there as far as the states and everything. Generally, when they do a, a rate increase, you know, they, they have to go to the state and get it approved by the state. The insurance division of Iowa or Nebraska, Missouri, all the states have their own insurance industry or their regulation, you know, through the state, the board and everything. So everything has to be regulated through the state. And that's why if somebody moves from Iowa to Nebraska, they got to get a Nebraska policy, not an Iowa policy. You know, of course, if you're buying a house, that's no big deal. If you're moving your car over there, you got to move your car to a new a policy also. So that's that's the main factor that's really driving our rates is just the losses that the insurance companies have lost. Now, a lot of times, you know, like me, myself, I haven't had a loss the last two years, but my rates has gone up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking, my rates gone up 30%. Well, it's a base rate. You know, everybody's, you know, I try to explain when people talk about the insurance rate is, insurance industry it's it's a spread of risk that's what insurance is about so when you have a spread of risk i kind of look at it as a swimming pool 
when the swimming pool's full, that's the money fund that the insurance industry has. Well, when the water starts going out, you don't want to dive into that, you know, so you got to fill it back in. What do they do? They have to raise the base rating, you know, of the policy to bring that back up to have a level. And they have to keep that level at a certain level to be viable within the industry because you don't want to be with the company that lets it get down to where you could break your neck jumping in because they're not going to have any money if you have a loss. So you want to use A-plus rated companies on the AM best rating factor. There's a the program that that actually regulates and monitors the financial stability of insurance carriers. So it's the AMBEST and a you know A rated is good. I know I just read yesterday Allstate got dropped down to an A minus rating. They're still in the A factor, but there's A plus, there's A, there's A minus, then there's B's, you know, pluses and then further down. So where do you find that information? Is that a conversation you have with your agent or is yeah. that something you just simply google yeah you can google it too a lot of times you get into the ambush you got to buy a membership you know so but the best thing is just talk with your agent and you know it's kind of one of the things we're going to talk about is kind of start first on why these rates are going up and then the second is what can you do for yourself you know like uh, talk to your agent you know, and it's good to work with an agent, you know, personally. I know everybody's doing everything online and everything. That's great, you know, but talk to an agent, you know, because if you have somebody, especially if they're local, when you call that agent, you're going to get that agent. If you call a 1-800 number, you're going to get a 1-800 number person, which could be, you know, in a different state, the same state, who knows where they're working from home at. We don't know, but they don't know you. You know, they don't have any kind of relationship with you. So my, you know, my thoughts on that is, and of course I am an insurance agent, a real estate agent, and just like our industry, you know, you have people that know you and want to use you and it's good to have, hey, I can call Emily and ask her a question, you know. Oh, I John, can, I, yeah. I've been pulled over on the side of the road and had to text my agent to send me a copy of my card. <laughs> you, I think yep. it's very important to work with somebody local. <laughs> it is, you know, and I, I was just talking with a, a friend of mine who's actually a client too and and we actually golfed together and we were golfing last week and, and he was kind of you know, throwing a little slack out there about getting a better agent. And they were saying, yeah, I called John, you know, and, you know, I was in a little accident and I had questions and he answered, he was on a boat in, in Mexico because I was on vacation. And I was <laughs> like, well, he goes, why'd you answer? And I was like, because you called me, you know, I mean, if I, if I, if someone, one of my clients call me and I can answer the phone, I'm going to answer the phone. And that's, that's the importance of having an agent that you can rely on. And, and that's what I, you know, I pride myself on, on the insurance side and the real estate side is, is that. And so I think it's important for a person to have an agent they can trust and that they can get to know the agent and get to know them. And, you know, and then you can look at your policies and adjust your policies to best fit your needs. So I think doing insurance reviews with your agent is a good thing to go over to make sure. I mean, you may have updated something on your house and didn't tell your agent. Maybe you put a new roof on your house because you did an addition. You didn't tell them about the addition and you didn't tell them about the new roof because of the addition. Well, when you add an addition to your house, that changes the value of your house. You know that if you're going to sell your house, it's more more money. Well, guess what? To rebuild that house is going to cost you more money. To insure it, you know, you got to make sure that the dwelling coverage is enough to cover that because you don't want to end up doing something like that, having a fire loss. I'm throwing a fire out since, you know, Hawaii fires is a big thing, a fire loss. And then they come in and say, hey, oh, wow, hey, you had an addition. We didn't know this. You weren't insured for that addition. We're running into what's called a co-insurance 
problem where the value of your house replacement cost is much greater than what you had on for your dwelling coverage. And in Iowa, generally, you have to have to be a replacement cost policy, which you want, especially if you have a loan, is, you know, you have to be 80% to value or better. When you write it, you're supposed to be, you got to be 100%. So that's why they got that 20% window is because of cost of inflation. You know, there's another hurricane goes through and all of a sudden, you know, plywood doubles again. You know, that's why you have that little bit of a play window in there. But if you added, you know, a $100,000 addition to your house, you're underinsured. Now, instead of paying out $200,000 on your loss, they're only going to pay you $100,000 because you're underinsured. So you have a co-insurance penalty. That's why it's good to do insurance reviews. It's always also good to do insurance reviews because not only we find that information out, you know, updates and stuff in your house, we find out about yourself, what's going on in your life, you know, make sure, oh, I added a security system. Well, there's a discount, you know, security systems aren't as much as they used to be because a lot of times people forget to pay their premiums and then they lose them. And then there's a loss of a fire or theft loss or something. So they're not quite as good as they used to be. But other things, you know, you got to make sure that you have the proper coverage you need on there. You know, some new coverages out there called like service line coverage, especially if you have an, an, even a new house. But an older home, service line coverage is that line that goes, the water line from the street into your house before it hits the foundation. You know, that always breaks in the wintertime, you know. You know, that's usually when they break <laughs> or the sewer line going out or even if it's the power line coming in, it's underground. That's service line coverage buried. There's coverages for that. And it's very inexpensive to purchase and can save you. I mean, I've had clients that have used that. One client just got a check for $10,000 for a sewer line because it costs that much to, re, you know, to dig it up and do it. So, you know, there's just, you know, and then maybe you added a child to the household you know, you know, those are things that you really need to talk to your agent about, not only for the home, but maybe they need a life policy also, because it's important to buy a life policy for everybody, especially if you, you know, you have a home, you have a mortgage on your home, talk to your agent about getting a life policy because something happens to one of you and you want them to stay in the home. The other person, you know, needs to have some life coverage for that. So it's very important to have life coverage. I know a lot of people say, well, my work has it. Yeah, that's great. Have you ever switched jobs before? It doesn't go with you. You know, so it's sometimes it's good to have one maybe with your agent. You can call the 1-800 number and get one. And they say, because, you know, I see it on the radio all the time. Oh, yeah, I can get a life policy, you know, for this much. You know, they saved me this. My agent is going to cost me this. Yeah, but you don't know who you're going to get. You don't know what kind of policy it is. Not only that, you don't get the discount on your home and your auto. So, I mean, I just wrote a life policy today before I came here this morning, actually, where the cost for the life policy is saving her more money a month on her home and her auto. So she's getting, she's paying about a little bit less, plus she's getting more coverage and she's protecting herself better and her family better. So that's just something to think about too. And actually next month, September is Life Awareness Month. So that's something, plug, I guess, since I'm here, talk to your agent about getting the life policy. So also... Well, I really appreciate your transparency because as salespeople, which at the end of the day, in that, that is one of the many things that we do as I assume insurance agents, real estate agents, even mortgage loan officers. But I kind of call myself to my clients when I see them in person, they're probably surprised because they say, okay, I'm, I'm, we're going to go over all the worst case scenarios. And you got to be honest with me because if I don't know the situation, I can't help you. But then you look at social media and it's sold in one day. Well, the average days on the market might be... 20, 37, 60, we don't know, but you know, we have to make it look a certain way in certain capacities. And then, in, and when you really sit down with the client, 
having that transparency and being honest with them is actually going to typically save them money or help them in the long run. So I, I don't love talking about rates going up. We don't you know want to get on a mountain and shout that from the rooftop, but it's, it is the reality of it. And it's important to know how to navigate it. And it's really important for people to educate themselves on it. So I think just like you said, doing your annual insurance reviews is more important than ever. It is. Yeah. And, and you know, I do reviews for a lot of different people. I've done them. I've been doing it for so long, but and I'm at the industry. I've been in this so long. I just said, if I can't save you money, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you or not. Yeah, you need to move. You need to stay where you're at. But I do reviews all the time for people. I have people that call me that I used to insure that are with another carrier. Like before I came to American Family, they're still with the carrier that I wrote with them before. They still call me and ask me questions because I had that relationship with them. They, they know me. They know that if I tell them, no, you need to do this, you, you know, you need to really look into this. They're going to trust that because I've got that relationship and I've got the knowledge. Unfortunately, my wife calls me Mr. Negative a lot, <laughs> but I look at things I look at things in a way when I have my insurance hat on, you can call it, is, yeah, that's an accident ready to happen. That's going to happen. You know, that railing needs, and, and, and I do it on the, the real estate side too. We go through and I'm like, well, your insurance guy's not going to like that chimney because it needs a tuck pointed. Or this railing is loose. You're going to have to redo that. And it's a liability. So you, sometimes you have to be Mr. Negative to help somebody understand, you know, it's like, when it comes to life insurance, I'm going to throw life out because, you know, life's on my mind because I just wrote a life policy. Plus, you know, it's it's something that's important to me to protect other people's lives, protect their home ownership also for their family is, you know, you don't know if you're going to get hit by a bus tomorrow, you know, or even walking home, you know, walking to your car to drive home. So you got to really think about that. So I hate to be Mr. Negative when it comes to that. But really, you know, to me, being a homeowner is is something that I I struck when I even when I was a kid when we first bought our first house when I was a kid we didn't have we didn't own a house my parents didn't buy the house until I was like 12 or 13 years old our first house cuz we lived in some family homes and rented you know all the way up until then so just going through that process I can I can still remember I'm I'm 53 now and you know there's just that was a long time ago when I was 12 13 years old and our parents first moved into town from the country the country farmhouse is that whole process I was with it you know actually Jim Hughes real estate had it listed at the time in Tabor and just that whole process going through it really excited me and that home ownership and and over the years when I got into real estate and the person who buys a house and they're just so excited. You you know you know what I'm talking about. It's always great to help somebody with that, especially a first time home buyer. You know I really kind of enjoy that more than you know. Sometimes first time home buyers are a lot of work. Sometimes they're not, but just to protect that you know home ownership that they love and wanted for their family, to me falls right into my insurance side, also. So it's just something that I, I think that it's a great dream to everybody to have, and I think it's 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 a great industry. I love it. You know, it's ups and downs right now. You know, this whole price increases is, is really killing us. But I think everybody, you know, it's a roller coaster. We're on the ride. Well, and I'm not sure when it just became a thing where every storm we get in Southwest Iowa just now has hail. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I was just, you know, I have, I actually have some, you know, I'm licensed in like seven or eight states and, and I have a client in Minnesota and, and I did, he didn't get damaged. Well, he has liability only on the car he's driving, but he was at a golf course, that golf course that got nailed where the greens look like they're polka dots, you know, because there's holes in it, like divots everywhere from the, you know, huge golf ball size to f- baseball size hail, you know, on a golf course. You can imagine what that did to that green. So, so it's, it, the industry is, this storm systems has been amazing. 
it's just amazing to watch. You know, every time I drive and I see it get dark, you know, it's it just the hair on my back of my neck's like, oh boy, I better keep my phone on, you know, and, and I always make sure I have my laptop with me at home just in case, you know, because you never know when a loss is going to start happening. You got to help your client get a claim turned in. And, and speaking of claims, something to kind of help your rates is claim counseling. You know, I do a lot of claim counseling. A lot of people, you know, oh my God, a storm came through. I wasn't home. Call your, call the insurance company, the 1-800 number insurance, and you turn in a claim. That's great for, for the agent because, you know, you just kind of help get that whole thing processed. I tell my clients, call me because, you know, you, as well as I know, I mean, rain and hail starts somewhere and has to stop somewhere. I've seen it in my years. I've seen it growing up in the, on the farm. I was, you know, I was taking care of the cattle and the pigs on one side of the road. The other side of the road was getting rained on. My side didn't get anything. It starts and stops somewhere. Well, that's the same way with hail a lot. Your neighbor may have got hail damage, but you may not have, you know, especially, you know, so I do a lot of clean counseling with people just to say, okay, what, what happened? What's it look like? You know, and a lot of times, you know, I get, I get reports. I can call, I have a claim guy that I can call and say, Hey, I need the hail report for this area. And he gets it to me because they know which direction it's coming, the, the velocity, everything, you know, it's all, everything with the technology has all this stuff. So, you know, then the, you know, you call direct, the insurance carrier comes out and say, Oh, you don't have any damage. You, what do you mean? That guy's getting a new roof, you know, right next to you. Well, the hail didn't hit here. You know, it only hit the other side of his house. So that's why, you know, I say, call me, we'll talk about it, and we'll get a claim turned in if you need to turn the claim in. Because you have a deductible. If your claim's going to be under your deductible, just fix it yourself, you know, if it's something small. But, and that's the thing to look at, too, is, okay, maybe with rates, maybe I want to do a little more. Maybe I'm financial sound enough that I can do a $2,500 deductible instead of a $1,000 deductible. And that's something to think about, too, to kind of help with your rates to keep them down. Yeah, and something I've found really interesting this year, or just different, is I think a, a long time ago, <laughs> I don't know how long ago, but you used to be able to file a claim and assume that maybe a roofer was going to meet you in the middle and you might be able to just tuck mm -hmm. some of that money away in your bank account. And I've had a lot of people that have had a very hard time understanding this year who have had to file claims that the roofer's costs have gone up. It's less likely that you're going to find a contractor who's going to eat that deductible for you or meet you in the middle. The, and I have to explain to my clients, the money is not there as... <laughs> a bonus. It's there to rebuild what you lost. And so that's been kind of an interesting shift just with the cost of things going up. But again, it's just the reality that we face. It is. Yeah. It used to be a lot. You know, I, I mean, over my years, a contractor would say, Hey, don't worry. You got your 500. Well, it used to be $500. I mean, I used to write stuff at 250 deductible. You can't do it. Anything new is a thousand dollars or more for deductible. Yeah. They used to say, yeah, well, don't worry about your deductible. We'll do this. We'll eat your deductible. It's in our they just take it. They take it out of their profit and loss. You know, a lot of times, if if it's a lot of, lot of, lot of damage to your house, they have profit and overhead that the insurance company will throw on to somebody that's taking care of all the damage, like your roof, your siding, and something. You know, other stuff. So the insurance company will throw on profit and loss and overhead for that contractor to take care of everything because they have an expense to manage all that. You know, so they do that. So a lot of times, these contractors will eat their deductible. They're not doing it. You know, you're not doing it. And, you know, and a lot of people don't realize, you know, they say, okay, yeah, I'm going to get $10,000 to get everything fixed, but I'm going to get a roofer to do it for five and I'm just going to pocket the rest. Well, you have to turn in receipts to the insurance company. And with everything being electronic anymore, you know, the insurance company knows what you're doing too. 
Trust me, they know what they're doing. Insurance companies losing money. They lose money for fraud all the time. Unfortunately, if you do that, it's actually illegal <laughs> to do that because you're profiting from the insurance company. It's illegal to profit from the insurance company. Insurance is to put you back to the condition you were with like kind material that you had. Sometimes you can't get that like kind material like you had. You know, like, oh, I had, you know, plaster. You know, well, they'll try to match it, but who's going to put plaster on a wall, you know, nowadays? One thing is you can't find a guy to do it, you know, horsehair plaster. So you do it with drywall. So, so, but they're not going to pay you what it costs for a plaster if they're going to do it with the drywaller, you know. So it's something to really worry about. And, you know, over the years and years ago, it happened all the time. I know it is. That in turn is one of the reasons why our insurance costs are higher now too, is because of that. Because the insurance industry in general has people that watch that. So they pay somebody on staff to watch for those things. You run into that more on, you know, auto losses, you know, people, especially somebody that maybe bought their car and, and now they're like, they can't afford it. So then all of a sudden they have a loss on it, you know, those kind of things, you know, fraud. So that's something that affects, you know, fraud in our industry or uninsured, underinsured motorists in our industry, you know, people driving without insurance affects our rates too. Unfortunately, you know, affects the auto rates, but that trickles over to the homeowner's rates too, you know, for the company. So it's industry. The industry is interesting. I yeah. Tell you and that. big picture stuff that people don't consider. Exactly. That truly does affect them. There's a lot of little things in the industry. And I've always said for years, it's all about the little things and the little things as far as what you do to your home, you know, just your, your maintenance, your upkeep, you know, because insurance companies now are actually doing spot. They'll send somebody out to do a random inspection in some houses, you know, especially commercial properties. They're always doing it on commercial properties, but you know, just your normal maintenance will, will actually prevent a claim from happening too, just because, you know, I have a, I have a, you know, I know a person who's got a, wants to turn into claim because their front porch is sinking. Well, I went to their house, I looked, they don't have any downspouts on. So all the water is, is right there by the foundation, you know, which is not a foundation. It's just, you know, it's a porch. So it's just on top of the ground. So it's sunk, you know, that's not covered under homeowners. So it's, it's just neglect, unfortunately. So but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of factors, a lot of little things that change every day in the industry. So, well, anything else you're seeing out there, John, that you'd like to cover before we wrap things up? No, just you know the industry. You know, it's like I say, it's a roller coaster. It's just just hang on for the ride, go through it, talk to your agent. You know, just just make sure you do an insurance review with people, and then, you know, get life insurance. Make sure you have an extra life insurance policy out there somewhere. Just protect your protect your loved ones, protect your house. It's just a good thing to, and overall. So I, I appreciate you having me on today. So Yeah, thank you for coming. We'll put your contact information in the notes on the actual podcast episode itself. And then if somebody wants to reach out to you about real estate insurance or maybe they need a golf partner, they'll get all that information right there. So thank you so much for coming today. You bet. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, John.